up everybody and welcome to another episode of the deja vu podcast your number one source of all things television shows from around 1998 till 2011 around that range is that our cutoff that's, 2011 that's our cutoff i believe okay. yeah i'm glad that's good to know i needed to know a range mm-hmm. this first season of uh, Sopranos went by a lot faster than I thought, so we're I'm gonna have to plan for next season of Deja Vu now. Right, right. So we are talking about the Sopranos. We're on the season one finale called "I Dream of Jeannie Cusimano," right? Yep. Which is a kind of a throwaway line in the in the show, but it's a, a good title regardless. Mm-hmm. There's actually a ton of uh, those like kind of cultural references in this episode okay i guess i didn't write those down so please fill me in if you caught those i didn't catch too many of them so this is it this one wraps everything up pretty well as far as the finale goes this isn't as bombastic as a lot of your kind of uh, like we did lost our first season and lost was great with these (laughs) huge bombastic quite literally bombastic cliffhanger twisty finales uh right. this is not so much that this this though appropriately wrapped things up you know left things so. open to you know for the next season it's it was a, a very good finale so when they shot it they didn't really know if they were going to get a second season oh, or not. really so they yeah so they had to kind of you know if indeed they weren't going to continue on they had to sew up the story somewhat yeah, yeah. And they left just enough open that they could continue with the, you know, Junior being in jail and whatnot and uh, sort of leaving off on the end of Tony and and, uh, his mom. But mostly every other storyline from this season got wrapped up Mm -hmm. in some way, shape or form anyway. Yeah. And I read something interesting in the Soprano sessions that I think originally David Chase wanted to make a movie. Uh, This was supposed to be just a movie. And, and the idea at the end was that he would actually suffocate his mom with a pillow and that would be (laughs) the end, uh, matricide. That's what it's called. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and there's also a lot of references to matricide throughout the show, throughout the first season about him suffocating the birds and all that stuff. There's a whole bunch Mm -hmm. of different references to that about, uh, how Tony figures out he hates his mom. (laughs) That's sort of the whole, yeah. And his mom, I mean, that's kind of. That's kind of what Melfi's been getting at for the past three or four episodes, uh, trying to lead him to shore. And then, you know, eventually in this episode, he's like spits in her mouth pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> that See, was bad. I, I was, I kept wiping, I know those, when you watch stuff like they just keep like wiping your mouth. I kept doing that mm-hmm. the whole time. It's like, Oh, I'm like, do you, does it happen when I talk? <laughs> does it, is there just spittle just always spit everywhere? I mean, he was really, he was, you know, talking with some aggression. He was. Still. He was. I mean, right in her mouth. (laughs) That was an intense scene. That was very intense. There's a few really intense scenes in this episode. Yeah. The, uh, him him and Artie Bucco. 
uh, in the parking lot. Very intense. I kind of forgot about that even happening, too. Actually, I, I lie, kind of. I, I have been watching... <laughs> Playing radio. <laughs> I have been watching uh, just, like, clips here and there on YouTube of, like, Sopranos clips. And some will, like, be recommended. And there was one with already with a gun. I'm like, oh, yeah. I forgot when that was. I didn't realize it was this episode. I also yeah. thought that the pillow was season two. Uh, him going to suffocate his mom with the pillow and mm-hmm. him saying, I know it was you. I know it was you. For some reason, I thought that was the next season. But that really fits here uh, because that's sort of, you know, she she gets a stroke. She gets a stroke. She gets a stroke. Well, so <laughs> she, she they determined she might have dementia. And right. Melfi at the beginning says, hey, this might be an act. This might be an act after, you know, she decides to get you whacked. She's going to have dementia. And then even uh, later on, uh, Karm says the same thing. Right. Hey, like she's basically they kind of visited the topic in the previous episode. And then in this episode, we've totally moved on to that. This is a complete sham. And she and Karm even says she wants to kill her. Yeah. Yes. And. Beginning of this episode, we see Jimmy getting whacked. That was the first kind of big. We see a lot of whackings in this. Yeah, yeah. You get to see Tony uh, shoot somebody with a gun for the first. Yeah, time. Yeah, we we see the. It was sort of a. It was a weird. It's like in in video games when you have like the mini boss and it like ta- or you have like the mini boss and it takes like a really long time to fight this mini boss, but then that mini boss just turns into a regular enemy. Like, you know, the mm-hmm. first time we see him kill, it was in the episode College, and it took a long time. Right. But now he just has a gun. Bang, bang. You're dead. Right. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, now it's just... It's very like, abrupt. Very, very uh, old hat now. No ceremony. Right. But they did bring cinder blocks, which was kind of They awesome. did. And they did have the... Classic uh, mob killing. <laughs> they did have the hardline... Um, hard yes. Line, <laughs> production music playing. Yeah, you posted that today and sent it to me, uh, and... Last night when I watched the 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 show, I was like, "Man, that's uh, <laughs> that's that sounds very familiar." Yeah. I'm not really not able to place it. And as soon as you said the hard line, I, I, I remember. Right and I remember that they used Dude. it from the Sopranos. It even says Sopranos production value. Yeah, and now but, that you say that, yeah, it, it does. <laughs> I just yeah, forgot that's where it was exactly in the show. You know, right? Um, that that was that was fun to watch. That the production music. That was pretty much though. We have kind of. Throughout this episode, Tony coming to the real a lot of characters coming to the realization of a lot of things. We have Tony mm-hmm. realizing that uh, his uh, mother is hateful and not capable of love, and definitely trying to kill yeah, him. Yeah, definitely trying to kill him. Uh, we even have the FBI kind of helping him out <laughs> with that information. You know, yeah, that was interesting, wasn't it? Because mm-hmm. like he he comes in there real sassy, yeah, uh, <laughs> giving everybody side eye and. So- big ass smile how does and... that work with fbi and mobsters and all that because they know who he is they know mm-hmm. he's a mo- in the mafia and they're talking about all this stuff so i assume that he and i think you get a piece of it earlier in the season that he is sort of an informant yeah tony so is? he's yeah i think so i don't think he's an informant i think he's talking to the fbi in some way I don't, not at all. If he was that, then they would have killed him a long time ago. Nobody knows. I don't think he is an informant. I remember him talking to one of those cops initially before. No, they were, remember, because they, no, because they raided his house. And I remember before that, though, that there was something. He was talking to his private detective. No, and I don't think it was that. 
I, I don't disagree know. I have with to go you. back and I, I, I'm not arguing. Okay. I just remember something. I, I don't I think just, so. Uh, I don't think that's that at all. Okay. Okay. I don't know. All right. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I wonder how that all works. You know, I, I would be interested to know because they seem to have a real, you know, and you see this a lot in mob movies where they kind of have a adversarial relationship with the cops or with the FBI and they kind of know who each other are and they'll throw jabs at each other here and there. And, but then, Oh no, you know, the FBI came to us at the, the, the hospital and when he got shot, we're like, Hey, we can protect you. And he said, fuck yeah. off. Yeah. That's not what I'm thinking about either, okay. but I don't, I don't think, you know, I've moved on. Okay. Let's go All to the right. next thing. <laughs> so another kind of wrinkle in this thing is uh, the Artie stuff. And, you know, they have the new restaurant and it's kind of turned into a, another mob hideout, mob getaway. Right. Um, yeah. No, it's just a new location. Same thing. You're kind of getting a lot of little elements that were kind of placed at the beginning of the season and then brought back up. Like I think Artie, Artie restaurant and the, uh, the preacher uh, who I'm kind of getting tired of his whole bit. Yeah. He's real annoying. He is. Karn's, and I'm kind Karn's of had about enough. Of his I'm, I'm kind of glad at the end she did. <laughs> he's yeah. a me too priest, man. I told you do not trust a priest with a goatee. <laughs> he's yeah. And he's just, man, he, he, you could smell it. And a lot of, and I've realized a lot of these people, it's all, people that are under the shadow of Tony Soprano and how they react to being under his shadow that there's, you know, they're so affected by him that, and and it's, and it kind of, you know, Artie could do the right thing and he could call the insurance company and, uh, Hey, uh, what's this all about? But he decides it's a lot easier just to go with it. I'm just gonna go. Yeah, with it. he was. Uh, he uses the excuse of trying to be a beacon of positivity, right? Uh, you know, saying that his wife is never happy, and but finally we have something that's going right for us. So I don't want to bring that down. So really, what I'm doing here is the right thing, right? And um, yeah, it it, it just show it, it really does. You're right. It shows that. The, the whirlwind of Tony Soprano. And these really are Tony's no friends, quote unquote. Right. Some of them are and, like yeah. even just like acquaintances that his like his hurricane of a storm, which we have a storm yeah. ironically in this whole in this episode that blows through and uh, ruins everybody's plans, uh, despite whatever that storm's plans were in the first place. And there's another season finale. And I forgot which season it is, but it, at the end, it's showing kind of all the people that. Not necessarily, you know, just these are just bystanders that he's hurt, that he's like right. very much hurt. Um, and it's sort of the end end of that season kind of shows that and how he's affected them negatively. And right. I guess and these it's, are, it's not even bystanders. Something, I mean, a lot of these people are people that are at least in his inner circle, you know? Yeah, but but th- that season in particular were like people that maybe owed him money. I remember there's, there's a thing with a car where the, the guy owes him gambling money and he takes the car and gives it to his daughter. And then mm-hmm. the kind of a downward spiral for that guy. Yeah. Very, um, you know, uh, what, what's the guy, Jimmy cricket or from, uh, always sunny <laughs> kind of that deal uh, yeah. where it's like, I don't know. I don't watch. I have, I, I don't he, watch. He's a preacher that, that gets pretty much becomes homeless by the end okay. of the, uh, end of the, by like, 
towards like the middle of the show, like they pretty much ruin his life, and he's sort of a reoccurring character every now and then. Okay, yeah, they like pretty much I ruin his life. Like, yeah. I want to say I've watched like half of Always Sunny once. Okay, it's a funny like, show. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I just it was kind of like it, very similar to the lead. All of the, almost all of the FX. Uh, comedies all like dip into it yeah. for a few seasons and then never watch it again. Right, eh, it's fair. That that I guess that's comedies in general. You know, for yeah. me, is it's like after two or three seasons, it gets kind of old. I mm-hmm. guess. Although Always Sunny, I've always found to be pretty unique in that it is pretty uh pretty different from ep- episode to episode. And it's been around for ten years. You know, yep. and they they've done uh, and I and. From all accounts, it's still really good, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, they do. Uh, they do. They've always done good work, mm-hmm. so I would assume that it's still pretty good. I think and those they... guys are getting a little big, though. Like I know that uh, the guy who played Dennis, he was supposed to play uh, Star Lord. Uh, he really? was like the he was next to Chris Pratt to play Star Lord, and that guy's been in yeah. a lot of movies now. Um, and you see a lot of those guys in different things. I know for the longest time, uh, they didn't really get paid all that much to do that show. Oh yeah, I bet. I guess, have you ever seen the uh, the demo they did? It was just mm-hmm. like it was just them in their apartment, you know, just yeah. making a short film. Like, yeah, it's in a way that show is kind of similar. That like it was one of the first like it's not really a sitcom, but a thirty minute comedy that went more for that grimy vibe instead well, of being as glitzy and glammy. You, you know could what I'm say saying? that's just, you could say that's um Seinfeld though. Like they cut they're kinda of doing the Seinfeld thing. Yeah, sure. But, but I, I, mean, I would say though, is there are also, worse people? There there are worse people. Because like people were like people always said that the Seinfeld people the cast of Seinfeld were terrible people. I mm-hmm. I never really got that. I just thought they were just regular people in weird situations with, with with always sunny, they are horrible human beings, you know. Right, and I think that's kind of what I'm talking about. Is like sure. it's just not. It's a, it, it especially it being on cable rather mm-hmm. than network TV. They were just allowed to do a lot more and take things to places that you know Jerry Seinfeld couldn't take things sure. to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I, I kind of find it to be similar in that fashion. Okay. I guess. Yeah. It's always a, it's always a good show just to put on. You know, it's one of those like mm-hmm. oh, I'll put on something funny. Yeah, it's a good put on. Yeah. You know. Unless you're on an airplane and you have to turn it off halfway through. Yeah, I know that that definitely happens. Yeah. Uh, anyway, where were we on this show? Uh, we're talking about the Sopranos. Yeah, we are talking about the Sopranos. Yeah, so pretty much his, his mom's in the hospital for dementia and he comes to bring her some um, pasta. I get so hungry watching the show. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I do. Especially and, this uh, episode. There's a lot of there's a lot of food talk. I mean, from Carm calling out the priest on his food fetish. Yeah, yeah, he's got all a the way fetish. to yeah, all the way to Artie bringing uh, bringing Mama Soprano some pasta. Yeah, it's it's all over the place. All and over then, the place. All over the place, and it all looks delicious. And, uh, let me tell you, I the the sauce she used looks like the same kind of sauce my dad. My mom will make my dad this uh, pasta with this um, tomato sauce that has that same kind of look to it. It looks really okay. good. Yeah. I like Italian sauces and pasta. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might have to go. You're get a white some sauce Italian or a red sauce now. guy? G- give me that. Give me that red sauce. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm more of a white sauce guy. Okay. Well, yeah. A little fettuccine. Hey, Alfredo. Bada bing. Hey. 
Hey, Gabagoo. Gabagoo. I think we forgot to mention there was the first Gabagoo reference in the last episode. Yeah, we did. We got okay. one, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We got a Gabagoo. <laughs> we also got another Guma in this episode. I like all. I like all of that. Yeah, stuff. I do too. I like all of that yeah. stuff. But anyway, the uh, Livia pretty much gives Ari that. Oh, I'm you know uh, glad that you've forgiven Tony for burning down the restaurant. Right. Yeah. And so, are were you at any time buying the senility thing that she's seen? Uh, no. I think there's right. enough. Like, yeah, no, probably not. I've never really bought it. I haven't either, and. It's it is funny to watch them like how how easily she manipulates everybody. Like everything mm-hmm. she does seems to be in this motion to ruin Tony in some I, way. I think she is definitely senile just being an old late old woman. I don't think but she I don't I, mean, I, I don't think she's the sharpest tack that I don't think like if you got no, her that, yeah. I don't think if you had full truth serum she would be cognitive, she would be, you know, she wouldn't be an old lady. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't yeah. think she's going to be in a, in an armchair swivel around and she's talking complete sentences and not babbling. Right. But I do yeah, think no. she's aware of what she's doing. She's aware of what she's doing, but I like, it's, it's almost like she's not aware of the actual consequences. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 yeah I think, I think that that might be what it is, but she definitely, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, she's uh, she is something else. She I really swear. is. And I wonder, did she win anything for this? Was she nominated at all? That's a great question. That What's might, her name? Uh, I think also that might even just be a, uh, I don't know. I mean, look it up. Look, she's look it up so, I mean, phone. she's just such a small character. I don't know that she's, she's a small. She like looms that. around the whole show, though. I know. You know like, I know. She's like Hannibal Lecter. You know, she was. Well, <laughs> I mean, exactly Hannibal Lecter like was Hannibal only Lecter. in that movie for a little while. But he, you know, when you think of Silence of the Lambs, you think of Hannibal Lecter. He was in that Nancy, movie for that long. Nancy March Marchin. Okay. Marchin. See if she uh, won anything for the show. Or nominated. Awards and nominations. Here we go. Yeah. I, oh, here we go. Uh, outsporting, out, yeah, yeah. So primetime Emmy nominated. Doesn't say what it is, what it's for. It's ninety nine though. Outstanding supporting actress oh, in the wow. drama series. Okay. Uh, for the primetime Emmys, uh, viewers for quality televisions. That's you know, uh, best supporting actress for quality drama, <clears throat> best supporting actress series or mini cine series, mini series or f- TV film, Golden Globe. Oh wow. So she was 2000 uh, primetime Emmy supporting actress. Oh, go back screen. Uh, wow. Screen actors guild uh, outstanding supporting or outstanding performance in an ensemble. She won that. She won best supporting actress. She won the golden globe. <clears throat> Interesting. Wow. Yeah. She kind of cleaned up. Yeah. Yeah, she should. She was great. I and mean, she is great. Or she, well, she was, I guess. She's not a R.I.P. Not around Indeed. anymore. No, she was not. Uh, not around for that terrible joke. You, you, just you know who is her. around? Like who would? Who do you think would have been dead also in that main cast? Uh, I'll just say because that was a really weird way of saying it. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Junior's still alive. The guy who played Uncle that would have been my guess though. Yeah. After the the odd way that you put that, I would have guessed He's Uncle Junior. Eighty nine years old. Damn. 
Dominique Chinese C C H I A N E S E. There's no way it's Chinese C. You know, he was uh, in Godfather Part Two. Really? Yeah. Dude, everybody in this cast has either been in a Godfather f- film or a Scorsese film. Of course. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, except for Gandolfini. Every single one. Gandolfini played a whole bunch of small roles in like True, to, uh, mm-hmm. true Romance and stuff. He was yeah. always like, you know, a muscle guy. Yeah. I don't know that trying to think i don't know that i've seen him in anything but this to be honest uh he was the voice of one of the monster of the main um wild thing and where the wild things are i didn't see that movie uh it's very good you should see it especially having a young daughter it's a very good like introspective and child psychology kind of movie mm-hmm. yeah i mean i read the book when i was oh a yeah kid, me too we all did yeah no i haven't seen the movie i really I like spike jones it. spike jones is really good i am a fan of spike jones he did her you as well and that's one of you my favorite movies of the last spike decade jones. yeah um her is amazing uh so gandolfini was also in a movie with joey louis dreyfus it was like his last movie he was in yeah yeah and i knew he was in a movie with her and that was his last his last movie but i didn't i didn't i, didn't I haven't it. seen too much with him either though i mean where the wild things are he was just the voice right you know was it just, was it tony soprano it was not where the I'm, wild things are hey where the wild hey. things bada bing hey. uh no like i mean he, if you listen to his voice he actually has like no accent at all Right, yeah. no, I, I've heard him talk, and it's it's quite shocking. It is a bit shocking, you know, because <laughs> you just you imagine him being Tony Soprano. Yeah, especially if you're deep into watching the show, and you're like, oh, let me watch this uh, James Gandolfini. There's not interview. too many like, interviews either. There's really not. No, yeah, he see. I think he was supposedly a pretty private guy. What? I I think supposedly he was a fairly private guy. Like yeah, his personal yeah, life yeah. yeah. And stuff. I, I was yeah. glitching out. I couldn't hear what you're saying. But yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Um. Yeah, he seems like he would be a kind of a private guy. Um, you know. Uh, what else have we got here? We're kind of bouncing around everywhere, kind of. We but- sort of are, and that's it's kind of indicative of the episode. It didn't. It just kind of went to all of these different because it was wrapping so many things up. I kind of felt like we jumped around a lot within the episode. Um, Let's see. Let me go to my. I mean, actual... we, we pretty much we're having now a hit on Junior's people, and you know we right. get Jimmy the Rat. Then we get um, I forgot who even the guy on the boat was. I didn't recognize Chucky. Him. Chucky. I don't remember. I think he was just part of Junior's yeah. gang, maybe. But they do um, they do kill uh, Mikey. Mikey. Yes. Yeah, finally. and that was that was fun. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I liked uh, the callback to Christopher's friend. You know, Mm -hmm. that was a good callback. And uh, also, that's where one of the cultural or let's say one of of the references came from. Let me see if I can find it again. I remembered that being one of the scenes. Oh, uh, there's a Mr. Magoo. We got a Mr. Magoo in there, which was kind of spot on. Either Mr. Magoo or uh, the old man from the Pixar checkers thing. I guess so. Yeah. You could get either of those, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's actually a lot here. So, yeah, then the I guess Uncle Junior and a whole bunch of other mob cronies get arrested and thrown into jail for yep. racketeering for stuff that didn't even for white collar crimes that really didn't involve Tony at all. And so, exactly. kind of saved his life. And it was a great scene at the end where Uncle Junior is. They're pretty much telling him, "Hey, we'll give you a plea bargain if you admit that yep. you were not the boss. You were not at and all." He's too proud. He can't. He's not going to say it. That. 
But like, nope. yeah, <laughs> you were not even involved in this, were you? Yeah, and he uh, that was not absolutely. Well, I don't not even think it's happen. even a pride thing. I think that's like an old school. I'm not going to turn on you guys kind of thing too. You know, I think it's a little, a little of both, both for him. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely a pride yeah. thing as well. You know, that's why he said what he said about Tony. He's like him. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no way. Not the boss. You do have Tony finally revealing to um, his top men that he is going to therapy. Oh yes, yeah, that was a really good, really good scene. Yeah. First was it was a uh, Silvio? Was it Silvio or Paulie that said he? Paulie had said that he went to therapy. That as he well. went to a therapist as well, and Silvio had <laughs> something. And they all and the cool thing I was reading uh, a I don't remember who it was, but it was like a it was it was a review of the episode from when it came yeah. out, and those three characters all pretty much. Uh, responded in the exact way that this entire season has led you to believe that they would respond. You know, uh, Polly Walnuts has some weird side life that nobody knows about where he does normal things and crazy things. Uh, Christopher can't deal and he has to just dip out. And Silvio's mostly an understanding guy. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> serious but understanding so i funny thing about those three actors as well yeah silvio we've mentioned that um that guy is one of uh bruce springsteen uh band members uh in real life oh really yeah. oh, um okay. e street band yeah, he's part of the e street band he's a musician which springsteen <clears throat> gets a mention in this episode yeah. <laughs> uh and uh christopher i believe he was in a bunch of uh spike lee movies and um uh, that actor um, Imperioli, and he also wrote a few Sopranos episodes as well. That guy's really? look like my dad now <laughs> in his fifties, by the <laughs> way. Um, and then uh, I read something interesting interesting about the guy who played Paulie Walnuts. That guy was actually like had a real past, or he really? might have. I don't know about organized crime, but he was definitely in kind of a, a shady past. He was like uh, he was like uh, Melfi's therapist's cousin that was a driver right. for the mob he was involved well he, there was, he was definitely a member been to jail and stuff like right for right, arrest yeah. for stuff so like that's why he kind of seems so authentic you know yeah like he really you know, seems like an authentic and i guess that he got into like acting and stuff after i, right. and I wonder he, how he kind of is christopher yeah yeah exactly i, I wonder how many is christopher i wonder how many of those Italian actors are like that. Like mob washouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder how many of those like kind of like secondary mob character figures are, are like that. Or what maybe just people in general are like that, you know? Yeah. I, I mean I I don't know about now. I don't know how big the Italian Or is maybe not now. maybe even not even Italian, but just like How's the Italian <clears throat> mob doing since we're on the subject? <laughs> I bet you they're still around. You know, yeah, gambling I would and stuff. Imagine yeah, they're still around. But People are still going to gamble, are man. People are still going to gamble. You know. Especially yeah, now. people are definitely always going to gamble. But now are they losing that gambling money too? Now that it's becoming legalized in so many yeah. places. Yeah, I bet you a lot of them kind of. I think drugs maybe hurt Probably a lot of it. They moved moved into the drug game. <clears throat> yeah, but even then, that kind of destroyed it, though. In the in the eighties, right? That's always yeah, the deal in those movies. It. Like it, the drugs always take them down. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna do some some research. Do some research all. about the mob. 
Okay. Yeah, I'll do some research about the mob online. That way we know it's it's legit. Uh, I know Campisi's like they're a mob family. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. Yeah. Great uh, pizza though. Um, Johnny Manziel, mob family. That's a mob thing. I thought they were uh, like oil or something. Mm, they are mm, same thing. Connected same thing. to organized crime. Nice. Yes. Well, that makes sense. I think I once played a Sopranos music when they talked about Johnny Manziel. They're very confused at the station. <laughs> like they're mob man. Mob. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. Yeah. So the I guess the wrap up of the end of the episode as we. You know, Tony, the storm is coming through. That was a very good <clears throat> ending. I still really, I, that might be one of my favorite endings <clears throat> of a very finale. Relaxing. Yeah, it was relaxing. It wasn't, again, this isn't the lost finales. This isn't Breaking no. Bad finales where it's this huge emotional, it was almost an exhale. It's like, oh. Uh, kind of. You know, it was, it was a, they go into, uh, it's storming outside. They need somewhere to go. They go to Artie's restaurant. Pretty much every single person who was bill for for the <laughs> top bill for the cast is there. They got the whole mm-hmm. cast. Uh, like it made it, it just was a, a beautiful end of the of whatever it was gonna I, be. I love the line, you know. Hey, one of these days you're gonna look back and you gotta look at look, remember the little things. Remember the little things that made you happy. I love that line. Right. Very yeah. important line, I think, in general. Very important line for the show. Important line for maybe like I know Alan Sepinwall kind of went into it in the book where it was sort of a a line that sort of you know at the time it was almost like talking about the show in a way and it was kind of and if you even look at it now it was talking about sort of the start of TV and of the antihero mm-hmm. and television and um, prestige TV kind of the start of that with with, right. with that line maybe the end of the end of, end of that season. Uh, yeah, I, I really love that, especially how the show kind of goes. And it's also repeated in the final, in the finale, in the final scene, in the finale, right, where they're at the right. restaurant, you know, he, <laughs> yeah, uh, that was one of the things I noticed too. It's yeah. like, I've never even made it all the way to the finale, but I've, I've seen the finale yeah, and clearly seen, I yeah. know what goes down. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of my thought. I was like, Oh, okay. Now I see that was kind of what they were doing yeah. there at the end of the, uh, yeah. the last one. Okay. Yeah. I'm putting it all together. Now. Uh, I, um, I really liked it. It's, it's um, it was extremely convenient for everybody to be in one place. They but, all were there. And, and you know what? Especially and, in this storm. And um, why was his wife? So Ari's what's her name? Ari's wife. Um, uh, that's a good question. She acted I like could... really pissed that he's going to let them in. But right, it's, the whole freaking mafia's in there. Why right, is she upset not gonna make if one more mobsters in there? And especially when you, if you're if you're gonna have the the other ones in there, wouldn't you want the boss there yeah. to make sure they don't do anything crazy? <laughs> right, you know uh, she's in it. She's a very interesting character that I feel like sometimes they use out of convenience just to create tension. <laughs> you know There's a saying? lot of characters who and, and um and Carmela's like this as well, where. They act like they are the moral ones, and they don't like right. this stuff. But they're still going through it. They could leave. Right. There's nothing stopping exactly. them from leaving. But they, well, they like mean, the perks too much, you know. You know, she at some point was with Tony yeah. for uh, a certain amount of time yeah. too. So it's not like she's a she's has a totally clear conscience in, in the whole thing, right? And it se- it also seems as if. Uh, Artie's dad ran, and grandfather ran that same restaurant and probably had those same connections oh, yeah. to the same mob for uh, decades, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So it's it's not like she didn't know what she was getting herself into either. Right. Uh, so yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm looking <laughs> at my notes. Yeah. I think that kind of wraps up my notes on the episode. Yeah. I mean, Melfi, uh, Melfi goes into hiding. I think that's an important thing. Cause I did read sort of, uh, the preview for next season. I think the first episode of next season, she, we still kind of get the aftermath of her, of uh, the big fight between her and Tony and then her, uh, <clears throat> going into hiding. Right. Yeah. I did think that was pretty interesting of, you know, the way their initial conversation ended in this episode and then him coming back to the office. That was a, a rather funny scene, first of yeah. all. And then also <clears throat> her kind of at some point getting down to the comfort level where she's <laughs> able to knife, like yeah. to like buck back at him in the conversation. She's like, For Christ's sake, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Uh, it, it was a very interesting digression that she went she through throughout that scene. She is very comfortable. And it, it's interesting, too, because I did watch a few clips. And then there were, like, clips I remembered from later on. And, and you know, Carmela eventually, I don't mean to spoil it for you, sees a therapist. And mm-hmm. the therapist is very different than Melfi, you know? Yeah. And I'm starting to get the, the sense that Melfi, I think she just gets a kick out of talking to a mobster. I think so too. She definitely, she's definitely got skin in the game a little and, bit. She's, yeah. she likes being part of and, it. And uh, in the Sepinwall book, he wrote something interesting. She sounds like she's a film critic. She's, she's like, a, she's analyzing stuff like she's watching a movie. This is like a kind of, bit. this is almost like kind of a fun exercise for her, rather than helping a patient out. You know. Yeah. yeah. Some sometimes, yeah. I think I think that definitely happens. She's almost sometimes like. She's almost the audience sometimes yeah, too. Yeah, sure. Like we're watching all of this go on, and you know we are. So, for example, the whole mom thing. Um, you know, throughout the whole thing, we're seeing what what mom is doing, yeah. and we're seeing how Tony is reacting when those things happen to him, whether he knows that it she's behind it or not. But we still also get the coldness too. So we're like, Tony, it's your mom. You you hate yeah. your mom because she's a, gi- a giant huge bitch to you all the time, and she's a giant huge bitch to everybody. So she's probably the one that's ruining your life at this point. And and there's Melfi right there telling him the exact mm-hmm. same thing. It's she sometimes is playing the audience. Yeah, too. definitely. Very interesting dynamic. And there's and I and I remember bits and pieces of what's going to come and just how sort of she. Yeah, I think she definitely likes the idea that she is in cahoots with a mobster you know rather than oh, yeah. she and now it more than ever because she, now she's on the lamb yeah oh yeah she's in danger she's getting a kick out of this she she has to go to freaking lunch with all her stuffy friends and they're all right stuffy and now she gets to hang with all tones tones tone soaps tone soaps tone soaps yeah stupid it is it is weird because like when he freaks out on her it's a very much like um like dealing with like a gorilla you know like people who have to deal with gorillas i say gorilla weird right gorilla gorilla you know like yeah the people that have to go and you know feed the gorillas at the zoo and Mm -hmm. or the lion tamer you know they have they know that it's not gonna bite them they've been trained not to bite but there's something in the back of your head that they might hit and once they do you gotta you gotta take precaution you know, yeah, yeah. Like put some scissors in your sleeve. Right, exactly. Yeah, it, it's definitely like dealing with a wild animal or a trained animal. It, it's it's very interesting. Yeah. Tony Soprano is definitely a a gorilla. 
He is a. He is for sure, and he's you know he's not a small man. He is a intimidating man. Yeah, especially when he's hawking loogies in your mouth. Yeah. So yeah, don't do that. (laughs) So this season, how did you enjoy the season? How did you feel that it's stacked with maybe more modern shows? Do do you feel like? do, Do you feel like it was satisfactory? Oh, I thought it was incredibly satisfactory. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it being one of the first shows to to do this to bring rise to uh, you know, the anti-hero and kind of the I guess the more gritty version of a drama. Um of course these are very early ideas in how to execute these, but I think that it's I think this is still like the best. Mm-hmm. You know? Like it's still really, really strong. Like when I'm watching it, I feel like I'm watching this this dark co- dramedy type yeah. thing from a mobster's point of view. Uh, but also, it, like you you go through these these ins and outs of him doing the mob things that you definitely think that you should be getting into. It's a mob show; I should yeah. be doing this. But then he also has like suburban dad problems and i I think if this show was just mobster stuff i would not be that interested no dude the world building and the character development in this show is just insane and i think i kind of i kind of had a sort of a sort of a comparison to like you know one of the reasons that makes uh grand theft auto and like the red dead redemptions and those types of games so much fun is the character building and the world building and the there's especially red dead yeah yeah there's just so much more to it than black and white here's a story good bad this is what uh you know this the hero will come out of it in the end it's so much different and sopranos is very much like that you have uh, a guy who probably should be a bad guy that does really bad things, but is also a, a fairly caring father, not a very good husband, and he has like regular issues just like I have. It, it makes it so relatable. He has people he's can... loyal to as long as they stay loyal, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he just, it just, it's, it's amazing what they were able to do with the genre and to do not only like, not only to do what they did with the genre into turning it into a television show, but to add some new elements to it that hadn't necessarily been like stretched out as far. Like, you know, there's, there are funny parts of a lot of mob, 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 mob movies, mob movies, movies, but like every single episode, there's some, there, there's something that happens that I'm laughing out loud and it's not because it's ironic and it's not because it's uh you know from 1998 it's because it's legitimately mm-hmm. well written and funny and an interesting look at this mobster going through therapy mm-hmm. I, I i absolutely loved the first season and i think it stacks up with every one of the other anti-hero or just like favorite shows or favorite first seasons it's 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 a topper for me yeah, it's definitely not as <clears throat> serialized as no. um, other shows are, but I, I think, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a great sort of character study. Um, especially this first season was a great sort of introduction character study. Here we're laying out everything here to kind of go forward, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, do you remember what happens in season two? Because I I have. I think we have. I know Tony's sister comes. Um, yeah, I remember that. 
And I know, I think that her husband is introduced, or maybe he wasn't her husband. I know its name is Richie, right? Richie? Yeah, that he's a, kind of a, sounds familiar. Kind of a <clears throat> hothead. And that sounds familiar. Do they kill him? Yeah, well, they do. But yeah, but spoilers. It's a 20-year-old show. They do kill him eventually. I knew it. Um, I effing knew it. I remember that. I remember... You see, I thought the the pillow stuff was at the season two, but now it's not. But I know his mom's back for this season. I know we get pussy back. You get pussy and back, then, and they kill and pussy. He definitely dies in season two. Yes, that's the big season two thing is that he. Dies. Yeah, that one comes to fruition there. I can't tell you um, what happens in season three, four, five, and six. I I mean, you know, I have no idea. Yeah, I have no clue. That's the one thing, and maybe maybe rewatching this will be better. Um. But I guess I could say the same thing about Breaking Bad. I have a hard time remembering the seasons distinctively, you know? Yes. Well, and I just, you know, I think I think Lost you, affected not just doing this 100%. podcast well, well, for Lost. Yeah. But Lost being the first show that I was obsessed with. Yeah. That it's, they did that and it made it so easy to distinguish yes, the seasons I that I was like, oh, this must be how every show should yeah, do this. Yeah. And almost none of them do right. it like that. Yeah. Lost, like, you know, even the DVD covers, they have colors that, is, or, that associate with the season, you know. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, I you can definitely, you there is there is a something unique about each each season that you could distinguish yes. from the other. The first one was the first one, second one, the hatch, third one, the others. Fourth one was flashback or flash forward. Uh, fifth one was time travel. Sixth one was alternative universe and yeah. temple. And so it just <laughs> makes it in all the other and stuff. That went along Claire. With Let's go back and watch Lost. That was fun. <laughs> we I think we we sort of own it owe it to the the DV DVP one. To, to redo Lost redo and watch season, 240 yes. <laughs> episodes of Lost again. We owe it to everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And do it. We'll, we'll do uh, we'll do three-hour episodes this yes. time. in-depth analysis of each scene. Right. Each line. We must at least triple the actual runtime of Lost. Right. This will be like and the Red Letter Media um, Phantom Menace Uh <laughs> Phantom Menace review, where it's like a three-hour-long <laughs> review, really Jesus good. Christ. It's really good, actually, and they they divvy it up into sections. I think it's like two hours, but it's longer than the actual <laughs> movie. It is really good, nice. but it's still really long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and it, it's not, not it's not either. as boring as you would think a two-hour thing would be. It's like it's done very well. You know, it's it's yeah. it's fine. It's like listening to a hardcore history where you just look up and you, oh, I just listened to three yeah, hours and yeah, forty five yeah. minutes against about the Korean War, right? Okay, but it's about Sweet. Star Wars, yeah, right. It's about the uh, Corinthian War, right? Yes, exactly. So, <clears throat> I don't know. First season was great. I thought we'll move into the second season. Yeah, um, and first season this is really good. I'm interested to see kind of where they go again with some of this. Yeah, I'm. I I, I want to see how because, like I said, I mean, I kind of have. You know, I know the informant stuff and the uh, the pussy stuff is going to go down. But other than that, I'm really interested to see what the side roads they take yeah. us through in the next season. Because, I mean, this first season was just amazing with, with that type of stuff. Just developing who I care about and why I care about them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back next week with the first three episodes. Yeah. Yeah, unless... 
We'll look at the calendar because I. Yeah, we got to math. Yeah. Make sure that we're on track. We got to math this shit. Math it. Math it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, I'm Trey Mitchell. That's Travis Mejia. You can find me at Cray Travis on Twitter. Uh, where can we find you? At TravisM1310 on Twitter. Awesome. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with uh, season two of The Sopranos. And so until then, we'll see ya. Bye.